Hello and hola everyone. Welcome back to Figure It Out the Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything I do know and everything I don't know. Today I am joined by an amazing friend and former colleague question mark of mine, <laughs> Celeste Maldonado Green. Celeste, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good today. How about yeah. you? Good, good. Better now that I'm talking to you. You and I always have such great deep conversations. We do. So I'm we so do. happy to have you today. Oh, thank you. Do we, so Celeste and I met on set of a film we were working on mm-hmm. in the pandemic. And then Celeste and I actually started our own little film project that ended up getting accepted to two film festivals, one here in New York City and one in Miami. And ever since then, Celeste and I have just been such good friends. Celeste is kind of like my... You remind me a lot of my older cousins where I go to you for like a lot of life advice. And like when I need like wisdom, sage wisdom, I like go to you (laughs) because I just think you're such a grounded individual and grounded person. And I like to consider myself a grounded individual and grounded person, you know, when I'm not spiraling. But (laughs) that's the whole purpose of this episode of, you know, how to be the best version of you and how to become a better person. Something I talked about in the self-love episode with my friend Asada is that her and I are the type of people who are always trying to work on ourselves Mm. and like we're constantly working on ourselves, checking in with ourselves, seeing where we're at, seeing how I can be a better person tomorrow, next week, show up better for my friends and show up better for myself. And I definitely feel that you're one of those people who does the same. And you are very, very, very reflective. One of the most reflective people I know and most self-aware people I know. Uh, Definitely could benefit from a lot more Celestes in the world. (laughs) And I know I recently said to you, I was, you know, visiting you and your family. And Celeste is married with three children. Mm -hmm. So she's got a full plate. And something I said to you is I aspire to have, like, as healthy as of a relationship as you and your husband have, you know, you guys have been together 14 years and like, you are so honest with me about your relationship and what it takes to have a healthy relationship with someone. And even I've said to you, like your kids are so well behaved and I feel like you and Ben are both such great parents and like never see you guys raise your voice at your kids. You know, I can't ever imagine you guys hitting your kids. <laughs> uh, uh, no, and we don't. <laughs> and like, even like, they'll be acting up and you guys are so calm. And I asked you, I said, like, what is the secret? Like, how are you guys such, how do you have such well-behaved children? How are you like so calm and present with your children? And something you said to me that stuck with me that I knew I wanted to have you on the show to talk about this is you said, when you put in the work for yourself, the good parenting, being a good partner, being a good friend, family member, it all just comes. Mm. And that has stuck with me so much. I don't know if you care to mm. elaborate on that or if you want to like jump into a little something off of that. Yeah. Um, that's so funny you mentioned that because right when you were – and thank you for comp- complimenting my my kids. That's like such a big compliment to me that they're respect that they're respectful for you. We, we always try to teach our kids to be res- respectful of everybody, adults. And I tell them, adults can be wrong sometimes. Adults might mess up. Leo's in school mm-hmm. now. My oldest is in school. Because in my mind, now I break down all of my language for a seven and a four-year-old and a one, you know, the one-year-old doesn't really get it. But like for my four <laughs> and seven-year-old to understand it. But I, life is extremely 
extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. And I try to break down that language in a way that they can easily understand but still get like the point across. Like, for example, I try to tell them that you can always have respect towards others. Sometimes that person might make a mistake. Like you might have a teacher that yells at you one day and that's not right. That's not okay. I don't want them to think that's okay. I don't want them to think, you know, that adults don't make any sorts of mistake, but it's also okay to understand that somebody might be having a bad day, but you can still be a kind and respectful person and shake it off and and continue on with your day. So for me, and I have a lot of friends right now starting to have kids. I had kids young. They ask me, they text me a lot (laughs) about (laughs) how to do X, Y, and Z. And I always tell them, mostly the moms reach out to me, I always tell them, you really need to learn about yourself, to get in touch with yourself, Mm. to align with yourself. Because from that connection from that that cl- clarity will come from that and the the right response for your child your unique child will come naturally oh my gosh i love that cuz every child's different every person is different and so i'm not saying not to read books or parenting books and things like that i'm sure they're great but i think the most wisdom we can the most wisdom we can gather is from f- being in that healthy mind body spirit psychological place and and then the 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 most appropriate response will come naturally in my opinion from I that place that. of of healing i love that i love that you talk about you literally have talked about, you know, checking in with yourself. Where are you in your healing? Because again, we all have different upbringings. We all have different backgrounds. And, you know, I have a lot of people in my life that I think about who maybe didn't have a parent who was loving, you know, either parent was loving or supportive. And Mm -hmm. they're truthfully some of the most amazing people I know. And I think I'll ask them, how did you not internalize that? How did you not become that? How did that not manifest? You know, I know someone who had an abusive parent and an alcoholic parent. And I said, how did you not, you know, internalize that and turn it into some form of that? And they'll say, I just knew (laughs) to do the opposite, Mm -hmm. which sounds so bad and kind of crazy. And, you know, if you maybe grew up in a more functional household, it's easy for you to think, yeah, of course you learn to do the opposite. But the reality is when you're growing up, you don't know what's normal and what's not normal. Like in my, I've talked about this in the culture episode. Like I always thought everyone went home and like there was someone in the house who didn't speak English. And that, that was normal to me. And I just thought that was so normal. And for that, that's normal for a lot of people. And you know, that's a sort of different example, but I'm just using that as a kid, that was my normal. I didn't know kids came from households where they only spoke English. So it's almost that idea of, well, if I'm growing up with an alcoholic parent and an abusive parent, this is just how everyone's growing up. And there's this quote that someone actually shared with me recently that's like, if you grow up in a house that's on fire, when the house stops being on fire, you freak out. 
but the house isn't supposed to be to for your safety. The house is not supposed to be on fire to begin with. And it sounds like that's what you're saying of like the healing and like you just being self-aware and understanding you and your place in the world is like going to allow you to show up in the best way and like heal the parts of yourself that need to be healed and just being aware of how certain things that happened to you early on in your life or your just current state is playing out in your day to day. And that's something I think I'm realizing something I've decided for myself. I was, I'm not a very angry person, as you know, I think I'm a very happy person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I recently went through something where I was holding so much anger towards someone and I just couldn't let it go. And I just like would snap in the middle of the day because I was not other people, but I was harboring this negative energy of anger of holding on to this because this person had done X, Y, and Z to me. And I allowed myself to be treated in such a way. And I was harboring all this anger. And finally I was like, why can I not let go of this? And why do I harbor? Why am I beating this dead horse? And I've realized, you know, holding a grudge is not benefiting me and it's not hurting the other person. Not that I want the other person to hurt, but it doesn't help me. And so something for me lately that I've been checking in with myself is to manifest more positive thinking in the sense of like, you know what, instead of being angry at that person, yes, anger is an emotion and I should allow myself to feel it. Anger is also a secondary emotion, which is a whole other thing. There's usually like hurt behind anger or uh, or betrayal or sadness. I could go on about that. But I've tried to manifest more positive thinking in the sense of, you know what? This person taught me a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm a better person because of it. Mm. And that for me has been really healing. And I think, you know, we're human beings. People, I don't buy it when people say they're not healing. You're healing something. Exactly. And we'll be healing forever. (laughs) Right. But I don't know if you connect to that at all of like when the house is on fire idea of or like what's normal and like just I don't know is there anything for you lately in your life that you've had to check in with yourself and be like what's going on here what is this and it doesn't even have to be yes. from like no yes, early root. a lot <laughs> it doesn't even my I mean my anger wasn't from an early root it was like yeah. from a pretty recent scenario yeah no constantly I totally first of all I think that's great that you do that and I always say that for your you're younger than me and I think you are so <laughs> self-aware. Like you're way ahead of the Thank game. You. you really are. And Thank I do you. tell you that a lot. So, but I do, I do. Um, we won't, we won't share how the age gap between Celeste and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a cool older sister. Yeah. Vibe. No, that's how I, I, yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> that's probably why our souls like remembered each other. Maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you are extremely self-aware and checking in with yourself and I commend you for that like I think for me it took me a lot longer and it's still I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with that I work very hard with it I take good care of myself but it's also work it's work and I think that sometimes I don't want to if I'm not feeling great, I don't really want to do the work. Like, I don't want to be like, why am I not feeling great today? Like, that's the harder. Like, it's pretty easy to have a good day. Like, it's not, it, it's e- everything, whenever a day where everything just goes your way and everything's going great and you feel good and you feel healthy, like, 
those days are easy, but the days where you feel off or you're having even some of the real tough emotions like shame, guilt, like we all feel those. We'll all feel those forever. Like those days when you're feeling that type of stuff, those are the really hard days to sit down or not even sit down, just whatever in the car, whenever you have the chance to be reflective and honest with yourself of, hey, I am feeling this way. So instead of me snapping at my kids or, you know, yelling at my husband, I have to communicate to them like, hey, today is a a hard day for me. X, Y, and Z happened. Or maybe there's no reason. Maybe I'm just feeling down or off or triggered by something. But communicating that and letting my loved ones know, like, I might not respond in the best way today. doesn't mean I'm like screaming and yelling at people, but being honest, being honest of like, yeah, I might not be this happy-go-lucky person today. (laughs) And um, I feel like before I was more okay with not being perfect and not always being happy every day. Um, Mm. Like I just always thought I had to be happy every day. Like I didn't even know, I didn't even know like you were allowed to feel other (laughs) other ways. Like if I felt something like back when I was younger, if I felt something like I literally thought like uh, something's wrong and I'm like a bad person or a bad kid for feeling those feelings. Um, So now if I am having a day where I'm struggling it's hard, but to communicate that to my spouse, I'd even say to my kids sometimes, obviously I won't give them details, but saying, mommy's really, really tired today. It would be so helpful to me if you if you went to bed and instead of coming out of your bed and coming out of your bed again and again, if you could go to bed because just like you get cranky and overtired and you might feel a little grumpy, so do grownups. They feel that way too. So I need to go to bed and get my sleep so that tomorrow I can wake up oh and gosh. be your happy, fun mom and we can have a great day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, Celeste, that was so good. Like, you just dropped knowledge. <laughs> like, You're so cute. You're so that cute. That was so good. Like, for real, though. And also, if anyone's listening, they're like, no way this bitch talks to her kids like that. Like, no. I go to... <laughs> Sorry, I just called you a bitch. But, like... I go to Celeste's house and like that is truthfully like you always are so patient with your kids like they'll be having a fit and you'll just be like you know what this is not appropriate right now if you want to come talk to me in 10 minutes when you're calmed down like you take your time you I've been shook sometimes when I go to your house what I love about what you said specifically about when you communicate to your kids or your husband uh, is that you said I need to sleep to be the best version of you tomorrow. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever read The Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. No. no. Oh, that's the book. I, I told you about that you, book. You did. It's you did. Okay, so, I need to get that one next. Something he talks about is that a lot of times in – because that book's not just about romantic love. It's about parental love, platonic okay. love. And he talks about something is that a client he had came in with his partner and he said – do you put me first? And she said, no. And he was upset. And then she said, I put myself first so I can show up to be the best version of you, the best version of me for you and for our kids. And he says, 
truthfully, that's how it should be, that you should be always putting yourself first. I mean, granted, with putting yourself first, so long as you're not being selfish. Like if you're just, if you were sleeping 12 hours a day, neglecting your kids, this would be a different conversation. (laughs) But he's essentially saying, show up, you have to take care of yourself and be respectful and kind and love yourself so that you're able to pass that on to your romantic partner if you want that Mm -hmm. or your children Mm -hmm. if you have children or even if you don't have those things so you can do that for your friends or your family and you said too as well you know not that you're screaming at everyone all the time but if you're having a hard day (laughs) and instead of snapping at your Mm -hmm. husband or snapping at your kids recognizing your emotions and Mm -hmm. understanding okay where is this coming from I mean I remember I can recall a bunch of times where I was taking something from workout on, you know, my brothers or my parents when I was living at home with them. And even at one point in the pandemic, when we're all living together, I just got so fed up at one point, I snapped on my brother and just said something super mean, super uncalled for. And the second I said it, I was like, that was my frustration at the world right now. And every opportunity that I had falling through it, I just threw it at him and onto him. And also something that is very hard to do for my ego is suck up my pride and apologize, which is, I think the hardest thing for all of us to do as humans. But again, it's like that whole self idea of self-aware, not idea. It, it is self-awareness and recognizing, okay, this is where this is coming from. This is what's happening And also sometimes I think with relationships as well, you allow small things to build and build and build. And my mom always says the the biggest mistake people make in marriage is letting things slide because you let it slide Mm -hmm. and you let it slide and you let it slide. And then 10 years go by and you're screaming at your partner because they dropped a fork on the floor. It's great advice. Mm -hmm. Definitely true. How are you with like self-forgiveness. Like you were saying, when you yelled at your brother, you might it might be hard for you, your ego to apologize, but like do you beat yourself up about that? Like, or like do you get upset with yourself that you made a I'm mistake? Getting, or that you, I'm you getting blew up or something? I'm forgiving myself, which Oh, oh so that's yeah. a hard thing. I mean, my they're both of my oh. therapists. Well, okay. I have clarification, my one therapist had to go on maternity leave. Uh <laughs> Maybe she just got too tired of listening to me, but they've said that I need to give the same grace that I give to other people to myself. Mm. And something I've recognized is that I am really hard on myself and I am my own biggest critic. And perfectionism is a huge thing for me that I really am proud of myself in curbing and adjusting. And I have to now give myself that credit that those are things I healed within myself. I'm very close to healing within myself of like being a perfectionist and everything needs to be perfect all the time. And if I make one mistake, I'm a terrible person. If I mess up in one relation, if I say one mean thing to my partner, I'm a terrible partner and no one's ever going to want to be with me. If I say one inappropriate thing to my parents, then I'm a terrible son and Mm. I like let everyone down. And where does that come from? I think it's being the oldest sibling I think it's I think it's coming from maybe the first generation immigrant backgrounds is a thing that I, I don't know sometimes I think we just we are just wired differently sometimes and I think we internalize things. I don't know how you are with 
self-forgiveness because I feel like you definitely beat yourself oh up. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I mean, full disclosure, I'm literally beating myself up today about some, something I did oh yesterday um, that I should not have done. I should not have said what I said. And I struggle with that because I – yeah, I am. It's 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 very difficult. It's very difficult. I feel like when you, you know, the th- the theme of the episode today is about like self improve self improvement or self reflection. Just like being, being the, the best, best version, version of, of you. you. Now, the double edged sword of that is somebody who's always trying to grow, improve, work on their themselves, be aware. Sometimes we're like when we act like a normal person and we make mistakes, I feel like I'll speak for myself. I'll get really upset at myself because I'm like, man, I'm doing all of these things to be a good person and take care of myself. I was in such a great place. Like literally Albert, right before we were going to chat like this week, like I felt like I was in such a good place in my life. And then I made a mistake Mm -hmm. yesterday I did something dumb. I said something mean to someone I love. And I feel like my entire energy shifted today. And it's upsetting because I'm like, so so back to the self-reflection, being the best person you can. I mean, literally, I'm like, my husband and I are are like chatting about it. And we're having like really good conversations. I think you and I have talked talked about this before when like, you know, you have a hard moment and then you, it, it always leads, at least in my situation, always leads to like a great conversation when somebody messes up or somebody does something wrong. Like it really is a learning experience. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard to learn. Like learning is painful. <laughs> like, do yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, coming from somebody who I do believe I am very self-aware and, and try to be the best version of myself. Like I mess up all the time and I hate it I hate it it's very difficult and so I feel like allowing myself grace to be human and make mistakes and also to be forgiven by others we have a rule in our house I I don't know if you'd call it a rule but something we always say is when someone says I'm sorry and this goes for also my husband and I uh, we never say it's okay. We always say I forgive you because it's – we don't want to – and we we learned this from – this This isn't my thought. This is some somebody else I learned this from years and years and years ago that it's not okay if someone does something wrong. Like the mean thing I said right. yesterday was not okay. <laughs> it was not okay. Yeah. I was being a brat, I guess. I messed up. And – saying I'm sorry and my partner saying I forgive you instead of it's okay is what we we try to do and it actually feels really good to be forgiven yeah I actually love that because that also puts responsibility on the person on the receiving end to process and how can I forgive this person that I love if they're if they said something mean to me Mm -hmm. or if they said the wrong thing, if they hurt me, because listen, you're married to someone, you're Mm -hmm. going to be with him forever. Someone is going to say the wrong, it's inevitable. Someone's going to say something hurtful. Someone's going to do something hurtful within reason. You know what I'm saying? So to say you are Mm -hmm. forgiven 
is very healing, I think, for the person who's trying mm-hmm. to do better for themselves. But it's also putting responsibility on you to mm-hmm. to take pause and say, what do mm-hmm. I need to forgive this person? I, you need to, I need to see more change. And actually something I, I've been trying to do is instead of saying it's okay, I say I appreciate that. But I think mm. I like – I forgive you better because I used to just say – I mean for me, reforms people pleaser over here – still in progress, but definitely a long way. I would never communicate when I was hurt about something, if I was upset about something, because I didn't want to make the other person uncomfortable. And I thought I was doing the right thing, but it actually is incredibly selfish. I don't, I mean, I don't want to shame anyone who else who does that, but it's actually ends up being worse because then you're harboring these feelings. And I ended up excluding someone from a situation last year because I was hurt about something they did and didn't tell them about it, but instead just excluded them from something else I was doing and brought another friend because I was too hurt to say, mm-hmm. you know, it actually did hurt me that this happened. And I should have just had the maturity to just say that. But for me, it's almost like I don't want to burden mm-hmm. someone else with my hurt or what I'm feeling. And it's something, you know, growth last oh actually I guess it was two years ago that they did something that made me upset but then last year similar situation happened where the person kind of made me feel that way and I did the hard thing that's really hard for people please Mm -hmm. to do and I said you know I was really it it made me feel x and y and it felt this is how this is how it made me feel and I just I feel hurt and the person was like I know you feel hurt and you have every right to feel hurt because I don't know what I was thinking. And truthfully, the second I thought about it, I was like, why did I behave in that way? Why did I do that? Why didn't I include you in this? And it was very healing for me. And just to make light of the situation at the end, I said, okay, well, as you know, it's incredibly uncomfortable (laughs) for me to tell people that they've made me upset or hurt. So this was just as terrible for you as it was for me. And then we just like laughed about it. Like, like, I I think that's great. Letting people know your thought process sometimes. Like it might not always be like a polished apology, a polished conversation, these hard conversations. Like sometimes like I love that you said this is really uncomfortable and hard for me right now. Yeah, and it's not an easy thing to do to be that vulnerable. <laughs> no. I have to tell you, Albert, at this point in my life, I feel like that is like my mo like i walked into i tried a fitness class yesterday i tried like a fitness class i don't know if i'm allowed to like say the name on here and stuff i don't know the rules but i walk in and immediately they're like hey how you feeling and i'm like i'm so scared i'm like are people gonna like scream in my face and be like get down and they were they were like cracking up like they were the girl was really nice like who did the, the class and stuff and they were like cracking up they're like I don't think I think everybody feels that way, but nobody actually comes out and says it like the whole time. It was fine. I ended up doing fine. But I was kind of like now at this point, I really um, I do. I do believe I'm pretty on good days in in touch with myself. And sometimes yeah. that means. I say what's on my mind. <laughs> and that might be like, yeah. I'm really no, scared. I, <laughs> no, but I, okay. I have talked about this, how when people ask how you are, we just go, yeah. I'm good. How are you yeah. actually? 
Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I've tried to take pause sometimes. I mean, I'm not going to just dump my day onto someone when they're innocently asking, how are you? But I'll, I might take a pause and I might yeah. reword it and just say, today's a, today's a tough one. Yeah. I'm I it. like that. I like that. You know that. what I mean? And, and also I want to go back mm-hmm. to what you said about how you, I think earlier you were talking about making mistakes and saying the wrong thing. I think, and giving yourself grace and giving yourself space to make those mistakes. I think really the only way you're going to be the best version of you is by making mistakes and just like life experience. You know what I mean? And I definitely wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't make certain choices or make certain quote unquote mistakes, which is also a reason I don't really believe in regret because I just always think we're always learning and growing. But even like everything I've learned about just trusting your intuition and trusting your gut. I mean, when I moved to the city, I didn't have a job. I didn't have any potential jobs. I just moved here, no money, and was like, I will figure it out. And not that that was a mistake. That ended up not being a mistake. That ended up being one of the best decisions I made in my life. But at the time, I was like, what am I doing? I don't have a job. I don't have money. I don't have a prospective job. It's like post-pandemic. Very few places are hiring. But you figure it out. And even with certain friendships or romantic relationships, allowing yourself, you know, I've definitely in the past allowed myself to maybe not be treated the best tolerate certain things that I definitely would not tolerate today. And it's easy. The easy thing to do is look back and say, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I allow myself to do that? Why, why did I allow the person to treat me, treat me like that? And it's the easy thing to do is get mad at yourself and hate the person, right? That's the easy thing. The grown thing to do is look at it, ask yourself what you learned and do better tomorrow. And that's what I'm really trying to do. Good for you. Now. I love that. Thank I you. can relate to yeah. that so much because that will be a reoccurring theme in life. I mean, life will constantly you will con- you will have great days, great weeks, great years, and then there'll be times that are hard. Like <laughs> my kids, like I tell them, <laughs> they'll be like that's not fair at something, you know, somebody took a toy, and my right. response is always life's not fair. Like I always tell them it's not like sometimes you might not get what you want. And I told them, I'm like, most of the time, dad and I don't get to do what we want. Like that's what life, (laughs) that's what life is. Like life isn't fair. And now I'm not just trying to say I'm not like compassionate. Like if it was like a serious situation or whatever, I would help them. But like, if it's like a silly little (laughs) thing, like I do try to teach them instead of it just like instead of just fixing the problem or putting on the TV or giving them a snack or something to just give them that right. quick smile, I'll s- let them be uncomfortable in that unfairness mm. of, or in that feeling of they didn't get what they want or in that, that uncomfortable place for a little while to know like it's not going to kill you and it'll grow like your stamina will build like next time that life isn't fair. You're not going to have a complete meltdown. You're going to say life isn't fair and let me see what I can do about it to, you know, make it better right right now. I can't control the circumstances. I can only control myself. 
I think growing up early on, sort of what you're teaching your kids, that life isn't fair. My parents definitely taught us that. that really? Life isn't, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, tr- but truthfully, like, do you think it's fair that, I don't know how to phrase this properly, it's not fair that certain people come from old money and generational mm-hmm. wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think about my grandparents, my dad's parents, who like literally got kicked out of their country because of communism. Well, they didn't get kicked out. They left. But like communism just came and like changed their whole lives. And my mom's parents moved back and forth from Brazil and Portugal, had no money. And they learned early on life is not fair. Mm. So they taught us life is not fair. So Mm -hmm. I knew early life was not fair. Mm -hmm. And so for me and my parents instilled that, made sure to instill that in us. Like they always Mm. said that they never wanted us to become these entitled kids that grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. I was working before I could even drive 16. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. But but see, like growing up, my my parents were like, this is good. This is normal. This is what you should do. So like I internalized yeah. that. And, you know, when I wasn't working, I felt lazy. But yeah. <laughs> the but even I remember I worked on the lake one summer. Like I was doing, oh my gosh, I was doing 12-hour days, probably like four days a week, five days a week, four or five days a week sometimes. And I was exhausted. And, you know, I had friends that were like vacationing in Europe with the money that they mm-hmm. got from like their COVID-19 checks and that wasn't me. And granted, that's not to say I didn't grow up a type of way, you know, I, okay, full transparency, I did grow up very fortunate in that sense. But the idea that, the idea that life was not fair, like always stuck mm-hmm. with me. And so I was like, this is what I have to do. And my mom suggested to me, put half of the money you're making away. And I was like, why am I going to do that? Well, fast forward two years where I'm now living in the city and I'm like, thank God wow. she told me to do that. I don't know if that necessarily answers your question, but I just think having someone telling me life is not fair and life is not going to be easy. Mm. Maybe it was like my anxiety being triggered, my already survival mode brain, because my brain's all the time in survival mode. Maybe it was just like triggering my survival mode brain to be like, well, now you got to be in double survivor mode. (laughs) So I think that's great. Like, and that actually is cool to hear because I think your pa- I've never met your parents. I think they did a great job. Like when you talk about them, like, she's right. <laughs> well, well, she did do a great job because I think about that too. Like my kids have more, like they have it cushier than I did growing yeah. up. I'm not gonna lie. And so sometimes I get nervous. Like we don't, you know, it's not like an extreme cushy life but it is it's they have it easier than I had it for sure and sometimes I'm like wow I think I became such like a hard worker and I'm just so scrappy like if I say I'm gonna do something like I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna do it because I didn't really have the help I had to figure it out so sometimes I do get nervous I'm like are my kids gonna be like like spoiled or not have a work ethic but I like when I hear what you said about your parents and that they instilled those values of you have to still work hard, even if you, you know, you you have good family or you come from a good place. Like, I think that's amazing to hear. It's almost like never taking like, it for granted. Like personally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, this is so something for me. I had like a very early childhood situation where someone who like I considered 
essentially a brother just like dropped me like a hot potato out of nowhere. And it actually ended up being like a really toxic, abusive friendship that like went on my whole Mm -hmm. childhood. And I never appreciated friendship until I went through that. And even Mm. I will never let someone, I think for me a long, for a long time it was really hard for me to be vulnerable with people about my feelings and because it, it's hard to tell people what they mean to you. You know what I mean? I have a friend and we were in Mexico and I, you know, after a couple of tequila shots, it was like, I just want you to know I appreciate our <laughs> friendship, but I genuinely meant it. I genuinely was like, I That's genuinely great. want you to know I appreciate our friendship so much. And like, you are like a brother to me and like, and I'm so Aww. glad I have you in my life. And he was like, please stop. <laughs> but this is my thing. So I have, but I'm that way now where I never let people walk away from a conversation with me. Granted, I'm not telling them every day, but I will never have someone in my life who means what they mean to me and them not know what they mean to me because I had, you know, I, I I remember during the pandemic, my great grandpa, I used to call him Aurito. He was in the hospital and he got released. And I said, Oh, I got to call him. He was in the hospital. I'll call him. I call him. I, I used to call him every week. And I was like, for whatever reason, I was like, didn't call him for a couple of weeks. And I said, oh, I got to call him this week. I'll call him next week. Okay, I'll call him tomorrow. I'll call him tomorrow. And then he died. And I remember I held on to this immense guilt of not calling him. And my therapist said, well, you could always call one more time. If you called the day before, you would have said, I could have called the day of. And I don't know that Mm. that's necessarily true. I think I beat myself up over it because he was in the hospital and I should have called, but I didn't. And mm-hmm. ever since that day, that was a very, you know, it's again, it's like life experience. The mature thing to do is look at it and build better, not to be like build back better, <laughs> but like, but build, but build better and just be like, you know what? What kind of podcast is this? It's real political. Um, Yeah. No, next week, Candace Owens is coming on. (laughs) Um, No, but just like I never let people walk away from a conversation without knowing what they mean to me. And sometimes like if I just feel like I need to text someone and be like, I want you to know X, Y, and Z, I will. And I don't and I'm not embarrassed by that. And which I think in the past, no, I definitely beautiful. would. So be. it's not like you're just saying things to people to right. make <laughs> no, no, feel yeah, yeah, yeah. like. So they're like, yeah, exactly. So that was going to be my follow up question. Obviously, I know you, so I know you definitely meant it. But that's, I think that's beautiful. I mean, this kind of goes back to before when we were talking about um, you having that uncomfortable conversation with your friend, and you blurted out like, "Hey, this is really hard and uncomfortable for me." Or me going to that workout class and being like, hey, I'm really like scared of of all of you right now. <laughs> like just saying what actually is on our minds. Now, I think I do think there's something to it of like if you really don't have something nice to say, don't say something at all. Like obviously right. you don't like blurt out like, hey, I hate your haircut. Like, <laughs> you know, something not like that. But if you are really thinking something and feeling something, I I mean, oh, yeah, I say it. I say it all the time. Well, that's something I really, I think, appreciate about you is that something I remember you said to me on set, because, you know, I like to be a little funny sometimes, is you just turned to me. You're very (laughs) funny. You turned to me and we're just like, you are really funny. Did (laughs) I tell you that? And like, 
I obviously knew, like, I was making, you know, I was making a couple people chuckle on set, but just like saying, like, you're funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, very, it would kind of like caught me off. And I was like, <laughs> someone actually, instead of someone just like laughing at your jokes, yeah. like, being like, you are funny. And then even like, you will tell me, I really appreciate our friendship. Like, you're such a good person. And like, those are things that, you know, again, I don't think you need to be telling someone like every day because after a while it could get like a little too much. But I think just like, letting people know what they mean to you and just checking, telling people like, I appreciate this about you. I think a lot of people feel those things, but they don't say it. Exactly. Like even just like, I mean, how many times have you like really loved like someone's like shirt or pants or something? And like you walk past them, it's just like a random stranger. And I'm like, I should have told them I really liked like that piece of clothing. Cause I was thinking that and that's like nice. Yeah. And, like they probably would have appreciated it. So I do try even like strangers and stuff like that. Like I will, if I feel like it's, there's a genuine compliment I'm thinking, I will try and say it. Cause sometimes it's like, sometimes I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I don't, I don't want to talk to people sometimes. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. You know, but like you going to the gym I'm scared. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so question then. Do you – how do you feel like – because I know about, you know, your 20s and you've talked to me about, like, your 20s and what they look like and how they compare to mine. How do you think being a wife and being a mom has made you a better person if they have? <laughs> if they have – well, I, I'm – I wouldn't say they've made me a worse person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. No. Oh my goodness. It's been, um, like, I I feel like I'm a very late bloomer, Mm. which sometimes I get a little bit, sometimes I feel self-conscious about that. Like, sometimes I'm like, why do I, why am I just learning this now in my life? Like, I feel like that sometimes. Interesting. But I also feel like super young. Like, I feel like I don't have it all figured out. Uh, I, at least maybe I'm just very honest with myself. I don't think anyone has it all figured out, but I'm, I'm always back to the theme of this episode. We really are storytellers. We're just bringing it all back around, (laughs) but back to like that running thread is always being the best person I can be. I think sometimes I'm I'm always learning. I'm always learning about myself. I'm always learning about myself. Mm. And therefore, if I'm learning about myself in a very intimate way, therefore, the way I interact with other people and loved ones and my world around me changes and I'm always learning. Does that make sense? Yes. My next question was actually going to be, what do you feel like you still don't know? Cause this is the podcast about everything I know and don't know. And I feel like you just answered it, but I love that notion of I'm still figuring it out and learning and checking in with myself because something I've realized recently, I think for a little bit, I was sort of acting in a way that I felt like I should have been acting regarding a specific situation. And I, it just didn't feel right. And it, I was going crazy. And like, I, I was just, I was like, what is wrong? Like, what is off about this situation? And then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to act how I know, I according to how I feel and according to how I handle situations. And we're going to see what's going to happen. And it like completely 180 
adjusted my perception of everything that was happening around me. I was much happier. I was a lot more relaxed. Mm. And it was like the things I was trying to achieve by being this version of me that I'm just not, the things I was trying to achieve weren't happening when I was not being true to myself. But when I was acting according to who I am, all these things just started to fall in place in a much healthier and happier way. And I think that's like less effort. It flows. It it flows. It just, you just receive Mm -hmm. it. And I just think like with, it's like, I think you maybe have told me this when you're putting good energy out and just being you and like the authentic version of you, good things are just going to happen and they're going to like come to you and fall into your lap. And I really do believe that when you're operating at that high vibration, I've been big into my like energy lately when you're operating at a high vibration, good things just happen. I wanted to like answer the question of how I've changed in motherhood and like marriage. Can I, can I, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to like change the topic. But I mean, I that could be an entire episode on just that. But I have to tell you, learning to depend on somebody, like truly, truly allowing myself to soften, to take a step back, to breathe, and to a hundred and ten percent fall into this person and trust they're going to catch me. That is extremely hard for me, Albert. I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. I am so independent. And I think sometimes, like we were saying, life isn't fair. Sometimes when life is hard, it makes you tough. It makes you a go-getter. There's a lot of right. sk- there's a lot of like skills I have because of hard things I've been through. And I like those things. So finding someone now who for years and years in our relationship, I didn't know, but I was holding back like not fully falling falling into him and and allowing him to catch me and trusting that he's going to be there and slowly and slowly I think kids have helped with this too because I need I need more help I can't you know sometimes you know I give birth so I'm recovering I can't do as much like I've had to ask him for help I've never had someone help me in my life so allowing this person to help me and receiving it. I am worthy mm. of help. I am worthy of support. I am worthy oh, of yeah. someone holding me, holding my hand and and lifting me up, I think has been literally has changed my life. Oh my gosh. Wow. I love that. <laughs> You're, You're so- you are so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I feel like though truthfully, like this is why when I'm like going through something, I'm like, I gotta get Celestin on this one because like my cousin told me recently how like when you go to advice from people and they're okay, I'm gonna out your age a little bit. When you go to advice from people in their twenties, okay. I don't care how old people know I am. Okay. I'm 34. There you go. My um my cousin who's actually like she's only two years younger than you, uh, she says never go to your friends for advice in your twenties because it's like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> and I, and that's, I'm also doing an episode on like getting advice from 30 something year olds because Ooh. But I just think like, this is why I always come to you is like you just saying like leaning on someone and trusting and like letting that person in. And it's like, listen, we've all been hurt by someone, parent, 
lover, friends in our life, and we build these walls up around our hearts. Yes. And it actually causes us to hurt other people in the same way we were hurt. And at some point to let people in and be there for other people and let other people be there for you, you kind of have to let the walls down. And and they can see the good, the bad, and the ugly of you. And, and I, still trusting that they're going to love you and not go anywhere. I mean, the scary. And that, oh, and that is like the deepest level of love, I think, is like accepting someone, flaws and all, which is a whole other episode. But somebody accepts me, I'm still working on accepting myself. Yeah. I'll be honest. Wow. I think that's kind of where everyone's at, though. Really? That makes me feel better. When I, don't, I, hear I really say don't that. think you're a late bloomer. Like, <laughs> you're saying that I mean I know why you're saying that do you know why I'm saying that because saying things like saying things like I don't know if I'm I have fully accepted myself and I'm 34 like don't you think I should but be I, there <laughs> like no I I Celeste I feel like there's people who I think there's the version you put out to the world and there's the version that you show like the people you love and then there's the version that only you know. Yeah. And I think like something I've thought about a lot is how people think I'm like, I think people think I have a really thick skin, which I do Mm -hmm. to some extent. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, I love to make people laugh and I can be social and like, which those are all true things, but I'm very sensitive and I am am such a softy and Mm -hmm. I hold a lot of weight on my shoulders a lot of time and a lot of times in social scenarios like I'll say something and then I'll go home and I'll be like you're so stupid like why would you say that and mm-hmm. why did I say that and like why would I talk too much like why did you talk that much like you took up all the energy in the room so and so wanted to talk why did you do that why did you and I don't think people realize that that's something I go through and if I told mm. people that mm. they'd probably be like what Mm, you should tell people that you not everybody on the street but like you should like in my work meeting just like hey guys before we get into this yeah. meeting, <laughs> everything I say I'm just gonna go home and tear myself apart for but <laughs> but um no I think those I mean that's a very real thing like, like next this, time you're thinking that with trusted friends like I wonder what would happen if you said that I mean I've said it to some close friends yeah but you know I know something I hear a lot of parents say, like, I don't feel like I'm a good parent. Mm. And even my parents have asked my brothers and I, like, do you guys feel like you had a happy childhood? Wow. Which is like that. And like the and we were like, yes. Are you kidding? We had such a happy childhood. And like they'll get emotional. I think that's a sign of an amazing parent. But they'll get emotional. Like I remember we were okay. Like them asking you. Because you guys I, could say no. Like, yeah. they want to know. Like, most parents who are doing a bad job won't even want to know. Like, that is – wow. That touch, That honestly touches me. That's beautiful. I remember we were out at dinner and my dad – I was telling my dad how we were talking about when we believed in Santa Claus – and I was saying, oh my gosh, I was telling my friends how my dad used to like mess up the fireplace and take his boot and put his boot in the dirt. And then he would mess up the family room and they would pick apart the cookies. And sometimes they'd like put like a little bit of hair in the like mug to make it seem like Santa had drank out of it. And my turn to my dad 
and we're in the middle of a restaurant, mind you, me, my mom, and my dad. And my dad is sobbing. And he's like, those are your memories? That's really what you remember? And I was like, <laughs> which, okay, if you saw a picture of my dad, my dad is this, like built Cuban man. He's in the gym all the time drinking his protein shakes. Aww. And it was just so funny. But it kind of, for me, I mean, it was like funny because then the waitress came over and was like, sir, are you okay? <laughs> like, is the food okay? And I was like, I'm sorry. He's just crying because I told him I believed in Santa Claus as a kid. <laughs> but but it just like took a step back and I think for him we put so much pressure on ourselves. My dad probably had moments when we were growing up where he came home and like yelled at us because he was mm-hmm. stressed about something mm-hmm. for work or he said the wrong thing or whatever and he's worried that we're holding on to that Aww. or like he maybe felt like he wasn't good enough because of that but then like hearing me say that i you know that memory is something that he like for him i think you know my whole point of what i'm trying to say is we put so much pressure on ourselves he definitely was probably putting a lot of him pressure pressure on himself as a dad and like hearing that for him meant the world because it for him was to be like, oh my gosh, my kids remember that. That is so beautiful. And I think too, like, talk about how to be the best version of you. Yeah, it's good to be self-aware. Self-critiquing is, I think, kind of important, but we can definitely go overboard with it. Yes. But I think the first it starts with just being like, I'm trying my best. I think. I don't know if you have anything you want to add on to that. I love that. Um, This episode has run pretty long, but I think we covered so much good ground. Do you have any wrapping thoughts? Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love you. Thanks for coming (laughs) on. And thank you for doing your podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. I will see you next time on Figuring It Out, the podcast. Ciao, ciao.